You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Vanessa Diaz, and this is episode 397.5, airing on January 20th. And today I'm going to be telling you about two books that have felt really timely for me and that I've been thinking a lot about this January, albeit for very different reasons and in different ways. But before we get into that, let us hear from our sponsor. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This first book is one that I immediately thought of and have thought about a lot because as of the time of this recording, it is January 18th. And so we just celebrated Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day on Monday here in the US. And, you know, as happens every year online, I was just bombarded by so many folks completely distorting what was actually Dr. King's message (laughs) into just some really indiscernible shapes. And I thought of this read that I hope more people will pick up, and that is Three Mothers, How the Mothers of Martin Luther King Jr., Malcolm X, and James Baldwin Shaped a Nation by Anna Malika Tubbs. I actually talked about this book on the main show back when it first came out, which I think, oh my gosh, what is time, is was like 2020, I believe, maybe even 21, because again, obligatory, what is time, musing here, <laughs> but... I I talked about it then, and as I said then, so much has been written and read about these, you know, three men, Martin Luther King Jr., Malcolm X, and James Baldwin, but little has been said about the extraordinary women who raised these American icons. Dr. Tubbs, who is a Gates scholar, was at least at the time a Cambridge PhD candidate, for for all I know, may have completed that at this point, Um, an educator, just so many great things, has decided, you know, or decided to write this book that is a celebration of Black motherhood in telling these three women's stories, the mothers of Dr. King Jr., uh, Malcolm X, and James Baldwin. And I, funny, I'm looking back on my notes, and so much of what I said then are things that I've been thinking about now, which is that it's really jarring to live in a world where, you know, January 6th happened. And I remember what it was like for that to have happened, that 6th of January, and then, you know, just a few weeks later, see all of these people calling for unity and doing so, you know, putting up all these fancy MLK Jr. quotes to underscore their message saying that, you know, he would have wanted you know, peace and and no violence and stuff, even though we just witnessed this really violent insurrection. Um, Just completely brushing to the side that Dr. King was hated and persecuted in his time and, you know, assassinated. (laughs) And so this book felt really timely, like it came on time at the time and one that I, again, have been thinking about a lot and kind of want to go back to because it was such an important and impactful peek into what it was like to be the mothers of these folks and to see them taken, of course, all too soon and and witnessed their legacy and how it has, I mean, in some ways been revered and in so many other ways been twisted <laughs> to something much different than what each of these men, you know, was setting out to do in their time. I will throw in the same thing now that I threw back when I talked about the show, which is that Anamalika Tubbs was on an episode of Jonathan Van Ness's Getting Curious podcast. I really, really enjoyed that episode and just getting to know her a little bit better and, you know, what her impetus and passions were and reasons for, for writing the book. But I think it's such an important story as it is in general to, to go back and, and pay attention or pay closer attention to the stories of the folks who survive 
after, you know, someone is taken and somebody of such an iconic and important status to, you know, American history. So I really recommend this one. I hope you will you know, take the time to pick it up and, and get to know these women a little bit better. Or if, like for me, getting to know them really for the first time at all. So again, that's Three Mothers, How the Mothers of Martin Luther King Jr., Malcolm X, and James Baldwin Shaped a Nation by Anna Malika Tubbs. The second book I want to talk about is a pretty ridiculous pivot. Not ridiculous, just just a pivot. <laughs> um, it's just in a very different direction. But another thing that January obviously brings up for a lot of folks is all of the wellness talk. And to be, you know, I, it's it's talk I have engaged in in the past and that I have sort of deconstructed in my 30s in, in or at least in I guess improved and changed what wellness means to me. And that for me has meant stripping away all of the diet culture, all of the fat phobia. And those are things that I'm still working my way through as well now. But I found myself in the last several years in the wake of the pandemic, like trying to figure out what wellness and like fitness meant for me when the world so drastically changed and I didn't have a lot of you know access to the types of movement that I enjoyed back then. And then specifically lately when I sustained this really, really difficult injury back in May that just completely took me out for months of being able to do stuff like Pilates and yoga, which are some of my favorite forms of movement. And so I've come back to this book a lot, but really, really cracked it like wide open again here in January. And that's Yoga Where You Are, Customize Your Practice for Your Body and Your Life by Diane Bondi and Kat Hegberg. So this book is so great for folks that are either new to yoga, or if you're like me, someone who has done yoga for years, but just needs modifications, either because you're in a specific moment in your life, maybe your body just doesn't do some of the things that, you know, yoga as it's been kind of changed and twisted in the way that we know now, which is often represented by very, you know, thin white women. Now, maybe you just need something a little different because like you don't bend that way. And I love that this book seeks to make yoga yoga, something that truly is for everyone and that makes it accessible. It's a great companion read to books by like Jessamyn Stanley or uh, Sonia. Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on her name. Sonia Renee Thomas, is it? I should probably look that up. <laughs> but um, again, the book is by Kat Hegberg and Diane Bondi, who are both instructors at Yoga International. Kat is the director or the editor, pardon me, of the site and co-editor of an essay collection that I also recommend that's about using yoga to deal with addiction, trauma, grief, and loss. And then Diane is a pretty renowned yoga instructor, someone that I found through the Food Heaven podcast in learning to do more with intuitive eating and just, again, like wellness for everybody. But um, she teaches yoga with a social justice activist lens and, again, wanting to make it just more accessible for all people. And so the book is broken out into three sections. Part one is a section on the history of yoga, so actually getting to know its origins, discussions of yoga and body image, because again, yoga, although it has you know roots in South Asian culture, has now been sort of twisted and commodified into something that for many is unrecognizable in what it was originally supposed to you know be and do and stand for. And also provides tips for starting your yoga practice like right now. You know, spoiler, you do not need all of the fancy props and clothes that people want to sell you. Like there are literal other everyday objects that you can use to accomplish those things. Or of course, you can get them if you want. Um, the section talks about breathing and focus. And like I said, how to use stuff that you have in your home probably already as props if you don't want to go out and buy like the bolsters and the blocks and all that good stuff. And then part two is a glossary of terms and poses with photos, which I love because sometimes a person will just say a thing that you're like, what? I have no idea what you're talking about. How do I do that? How do I bend that way? And so those pictures are really, really helpful foundational poses that are... um 
well, foundational to Shavasana and then step-by-step instructions, including the modifications. And there are several modifications, including like, okay, here's just a different way to do this. Here's how to do this in a chair. Here's how to do this against a wall. Like so many great options and also a discussion of meditation. And then part three is sort of like a guide for customizing your practice with sample sequences and some resources um, to look for outside of, of yoga. It is blurbed by Jessamine Stanley, who is another person whose yoga uh, practice and books I love. And it really dispels the idea of the quote unquote yoga body and tries to really drive home that fitness is not just for thin people. It's actually, you know, for everyone. And we're not trying to do like a rebranding of diet culture here. It's about accessibility and accessibility as strength. And I love this book so much. It's one that I have come back to a ton over the years, but especially in these last several months when I found that my flexibility and my mobility just wasn't what it used to be because I was recovering from an injury. And it's so nice to just quickly be able to reference a pose and go, yeah, there is still a way that I can do this and I can do it at my pace and in my own way and you know, don't have to make it look like what it looks like for someone else. So these are two books that I have been thinking about a lot this month. They're obviously very different from one another, but I hope we'll speak to you um, for the reasons I've given today and just because they're both great, great reads, period. And that's all for me. Thank you so much to our sponsor and thank you to our audio editor, Jen Zink, for her continued magic and working with all of us as we record our podcasts, potentially not always on time. Um, and thank you so much to you as the listener for listening. For more recs or general bookishness, check out bookriot.com. And don't forget to check out our full stable of podcasts at bookriot.com slash listen, or just search Book Riot on your podcast player of choice. You can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash all the books. And remember, if you're a fan of all the books and all the backlist and want to show us some love, please leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you review podcasts. We really appreciate those reviews since they help other bookworms find us. And in the meantime, if you want to find me, I am mostly on Instagram these days at buenosdiazsd, which is B-U-E-N-O-S-D-I-A-Z-S-D. Talk to you in a couple of weeks, a few weeks, several weeks, (laughs) and on the regular show. And in the meantime, happy reading. Happy reading.